What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu, Whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I, I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com. What's up, citizens of Apologia? This is King Ginger, and I just wanted to take a moment to encourage you all to sign up for Apologia All Access. When you sign up for Apologia All Access, you're going to get exclusive on-demand content. This means that you and your entire family are going to get to watch every single TV show, every single after show, and every single Apologia Academy with new content dropping every single week. But most importantly, your contribution helps Apologia Studios create quality, Christ-centered entertainment that reaches millions of people on our YouTube channels and through our podcast with the gospel. So what are you waiting for? Change everything at ApologiaRadio.com. Non-rock-a-botus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when they're not. Take an amazing journey to a place that will blow your mind and move your heart so you will never be the same again. Black bears weigh between two and five hundred pounds. Brown bears weigh between 300 and over 1,000 pounds. Black bears run away from you. Brown bears run at you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground, but cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, contact the U.S. Forest Service. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pastor Luke Pearson in The Bear's Roar. What is up? <laughs> it's been a while since we played that. It has. You, you like the multitasking? Right I had to like operate eight things at once. I've never seen you look so intense. You got the disc yeah. spin in there and everything. I know. 
So this is uh, Luke the bear. They actually call me that. They actually call me the bear. They. They. As in everyone. <laughs> not no one. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so obviously, since I'm uh, hosting today, uh, Jeff is not here. He is in Hawaii with a little mini vacay with his family before uh, before he hits it hard next week um, in Oahu and Maui, and then before we go to Kauai. Um, so, actually, you know what's funny is I just listened to yesterday the show you guys did with Honey Bridger. And the Reform Pub while I was gone, and Jeff took some shots at me. First, first right. of all, when like, the person's not here, first to of all, I made themselves. fun of my music and then played terrible music that everybody complained about. <laughs> and then he said something about me eating a lot of cheeseburgers. <laughs> Do you? That is true. Which it doesn't matter if I resemble that remark or not. It was unkind. <laughs> I feel like it you're still not. Hurts. You're like a donut man. I am you're not a donut cheeseburger fan. man. No, I, I would eat donut. donuts all day long. Right. Well, Proverbs does that. say, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend." That's true. So honesty and transparency, if it's something you don't want to hear, sometimes it's one yeah. of the best acts of love you can uh, be. You can yeah. receive. So speaking of Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's the cat video again. Yeah. The cat you breathing a heavily. Because I'm the only person here who doesn't have headphones, so I'm kind of on the outside no, looking in. it's just you breathing. It's just heavy oh, breathing. Yeah. So there's Jerry Nostradamus. Nostradamus, flaring and blaring. With, with the bloody elbow today. Yep. <laughs> He's like leaving a trail of blood all over the studio. Uh, actually, uh, me and uh, Honey Bridger decided to get into a uh, jiu-jitsu slash wrestling tournament, and I actually broke my glasses. And it's yeah. completely my fault because I said, hold yeah, on. pretty much. No, I told Bridger because we started like <laughs> wrestling and I said, hold on a second, let me take my glasses off. And I just kind of use it to buy myself time to try and get him into a rear naked choke and a guillotine choke. But he ended up uh, defending it and I'm breaking my glasses. And so. took a bite out of your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm dripping blood all over the city. Right I don't care. Thank you. Hey, Bridger don't care. He will bite that elbow. He does what he wants. <laughs> That's true. So next to Jerry then, once again... For the second time in a week is It's summertime, summertime, some some summertime, 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 summertime. Well shut them books and throw away. Say goodbye to dolls for days. What the one and change your ways? Summer pinch. Hey. Sorry, I got distracted. Marcus walked out of his Lair. Out of his cloud room over there and <laughs> forgot that the AC was on. Uh, <laughs> so, What's up? Summer's back. I'm here. Guess who's back, back, back. Back again. Back again. Summertime. So speaking of Marcus, he's walking back to his uh, his cloud room. Cloud room? He's he's coming on right now, so I'm going to play his introduction cloud music. Castle. What? Oh, yeah, it's Cloud Castle. <laughs> it's Castle in the Clouds. It sounds like a Mario level. It's like, yeah, it's like from Mario Brothers. Castle yeah. on the Clouds. Yeah. That's amazing. What's up, Marcus? How's it going? Going. I'm doing good. Good. I'm ready ready to go to Kauai Wednesday. Yeah, you and Carmen are going a little bit early to make sure Jeff doesn't get punched in the face. We are, and because... Or to video it. And because we're going early... Well, we're definitely, we're definitely going to videotape. Jeff attempting to get punched in the face. I don't see that happening. Nah. I feel I feel like we might get some actual ninja footage. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, would be might, that might give credence to his name. Right. Then people might then, start calling him. Can maybe legitimately earn that yeah, title. But can right. you like backdate a nickname? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I've seen YouTube, man. If you want to have a good time, just, just search for Jeff Durbin Ninja. You're going to have a good time. <laughs> I highly recommend it. 19-year-old Jeff with his earrings. And his ponytail. Been, been kicking people. Oh, I didn't see a ponytail. Yeah, you saw a ponytail. The, 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 the fishnet fish tank top? The fishnet tank top. Some big, like, flying eagle belt buckle. Oh, <laughs> so, bless. So, so the good thing about us going up there early to film the Mormon conference thing is that me and Carmen are going to have three whole days before uh, the church gets there just to fly the drone around and shoot footage. Oh, nice, Ooh. dude. So, that's why you wanted that extra battery. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, that's mm, right. I see. So, so Jerry's talking with no microphone, so I'm not sure what he's saying. Um, but uh, I no, still don't know what he's we've saying. We've been recording the whole time. So we're still going. We have another guest on today, <laughs> and I'm really excited about this song I found. Oh, uh, kind of accidentally. This weird picture and on your it screen right a weird now. Picture. Just ignore the picture. <laughs> I but can't. Here I we won't. go. <laughs> so to, to my left, actually in Jeff's seat. I'm not sitting there because I don't want cooties. <laughs> yes. yes, if this is all yes. still love, yes. I still love yes. Nailed it. Oh my gosh. I love That's how perfectly it's a terrible song. Hey, I almost don't talk about Blake Shelton like that. He's a... Nope. Oh, I'm mm. terrible artist. Mm. Terrible. I don't know how anybody can listen to anything like that. I mean, listen to this. I'll be your honeybee. I'll be your honeybee. By the way, this is the, the only reason I will be playing country music on Apology Radio. <laughs> uh, okay, that's enough. I can't take no it Oh, gosh, the video's worse. That took me right back. That took me right back home. Right back Those cur- home. That curly mullet thing Girl, going on with the hat. So many Texas songs you could have chosen from. But that one's perfect. Well, I mean, Yes, I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> um, so, anyways. I did have a song for me. Um, but it's not really special. But. You already played it's not really song. special. I've just been planning. Your bear intro last week. Oh, nice. Cute. That's the Bill Murray version. Yeah, that's yeah. a new version. Yeah. Anyways, I do have a song for Joy today. Okay, I'm excited. Finally, Let me guess. the one I've been promising. Let me guess. It's going to have the word joy in it. Yep. Hmm. Isn't that the point? How did I know that? Yeah. Song? Unless you're Marcus, because there's no good songs that have Marcus in it. <laughs> so, That's very true. <laughs> this is the song I've been promising you forever, and I finally okay. found it. Listen, listen, wait for it, wait for it. You need something epic. Right. And we're going to deliver. Oh, I have so many theme songs that I've appointed to myself, but oh. you guys never pick them. Well, you're not allowed oh. to appoint. You're not <laughs> allowed to appoint. No, so to theme songs are different than nicknames. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Joy. Well, then you should send some to me because that's how it works. <laughs> okay. There's a system, Joy. All music there gets approved by the bear. That's right. <laughs> Clearly not. Because if that was the case, half the songs you hear on Apology Radio... Wouldn't, be, wouldn't played. be played. So, anyways, it's been a fun week. 
Yes. <laughs> um, there's a little little uh, internet internet uh, kerfluffle this week. Mm, I like that. Which like we're that not going to discuss today. I think it's kerf kerfluffle. Isn't that what I said? Kerfuffle. Kerd. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. I think there's kerfuffle. There's no extra L. I don't think there's an L for the U. I don't know the answer to that question, to be honest. Definitely kerfuffle. I think kerfuffle just sounds cuter because it sounds like Definitely a bear term. Good term for a bear. I don't think that's the goal, though. Supposed to sound janky, you know? Right. Janky. So, yeah, we'll talk about We'll address that. We'll address We'll address that at a later date. Uh, so look for that. Probably be after Hawaii, though. Yeah, it'll be like a month when we get back. We are going to do a live Hawaii show, though. We are. I'm excited for that. It's yeah. going to have awesome backdrop this time. La- and Not and like that. just some green plants. Yeah, and if, is, are we going to have internet where we're staying? I sure hope so. If it's fast enough, we might be able to live. in 1999. Right, seriously. That is Kauai, so that is a question mark. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they still have payphones. Is it spotty there? <laughs> they do have payphones. Yeah. Were you with me when that person came up to us last time? And asked how to use it. And asked how to ask me. I wasn't. How to use the payphone? And I was like, I have no idea how to use a payphone. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't used a payphone since I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, Are they at cell reception there? Uh, bad. Ish. Ish. It depends where you're at. We talked to one guy who's really cool. Climb to the top of a waterfall. Ben. Yeah, Ben. And what'd you say about a waterfall? You have to climb to the top of a waterfall to get. Now I gotta find a certain song. The only thing that's better uh, than Paradise, 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 Paradise with Cell Towers. Right? That's hard. It's Paradise, but there's no reception. Self-service. Yeah, we talked to this guy, Ben, who was really cool, and he was like, where can I find you guys? And we're like, well, we're on the internet. And he goes, I don't have the internet. I just yell out the window. <laughs> <laughs> true story. Uh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> totally true. Um, Do they so, have, like, carrier parrots? There, uh, probably. Not they don't carry anything. Chickens. They just talk. Carrier yeah, chickens, chicken, yeah. yeah there carrier roosters. Right. You just teach them for like Come six over. months what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. That's and when you send it over. That, there. That's why we're having to investigate like FM radio stations. Yeah. Because ah. they don't have internet and podcasting isn't a thing there. So yeah, we have to well, go kind of. They have internet, but yeah, but then the locals don't really use it that much. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Yeah, they just, they just go to the ocean and enjoy themselves. Yeah. <laughs> instead of binge yeah, watching true. Netflix all yeah. day. <laughs> they actually talk with real people in real life. Yeah. So, anyways, as promised. Takes me back. Mm-hmm. So, um. <laughs> we're going to talk about a couple of things today. We're going to talk about modern day Pharisaism. Is that a word? Pharisaism. It is a word. One. Just like kerfluffle. Um, <laughs> this video is ridiculous. Uh, Marcus, we need to reenact this in Kauai. Oh, the please way. do that. Um, <laughs> that so, would be amazing. <laughs> anyways, we're also going to talk about... What's the other thing we're talking about? Like media or something? Ooh. Summer. Well, you guys were okay. having this discussion. So, yeah. right, so, well, so describe you know, it. Pharisaism is a word. Okay. Just according to Google, so I just... Okay, so we'll, we'll then... Well, we'll use that word. We'll go with it. Yeah, man, Marcus and uh, Austin were over. We were talking about art. Talking about... Uh, Mona Lisa? Not that kind of art. Oh. I mean, that's art, but that's not what we're concerned with. More like, uh, you know, what's going on in media? What's acceptable for Christians to watch? What's not? What's up to our consciences and what... Where's the line? Where does where does the Bible draw the line? What's acceptable? What's not acceptable? 
It was a good conversation. You know, Marcus likes to talk film and movies. You want to get him talking, you can just bring that one up. So we thought we'd bring it here. Well, let's just get right into it. Okay. Since we're talking about it, we might as well <laughs> right. just do it. And I can save the other thing for the end of the show. The modern day Pharisaism. Well, so I guess, the, I guess the question Pharisaism. was... I guess that you guys were talking about is as what level of content should a Christian watch that's bad? Right. right. Or listen to. Right. Or listen to. Or read. Or produced. Is, is this like, like if you yourself are an artist. To listen to? If you're a Christian? I think so. Focus. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Summer, why, why don't you start off with your thesis? Well, I don't actually have it. Okay. Um, Off the cuff. You're right. James Weiss' daughter. You always have a thesis. <laughs> I don't Let's know. Just be real. This is not a, a research thesis. I was actually trying to read some Francis Schaefer last night to, to like get ready for this conversation. I was like, yeah, I'll sound smart. Now I have more questions than answers. <laughs> um, so that blew up in my face. Um, well, here's the thing. So I've been in so many conversations online, right, <clears throat> regarding certain TV shows that we watch. And the question is always... I guess we'll go there. We'll just go ahead and use Breaking Bad as the example because it kind of tends to divide people. People that will agree on certain shows, this isn't acceptable, I think seem to disagree on whether or not Breaking Bad is acceptable mm-hmm. or unacceptable. So the thesis I see a lot in the pro Breaking Bad group that I think I only 80% buy is that in Breaking Bad you have this guy, he's 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 sinning. He, um, a lot is, of that. He's sinning. He's depraved. And what so happens much. is, is you see the consequences of his sin. His sin isn't glorified, is the argument. His sin leads to destruction and ruin. And you see his depravity played out to the end. Um, and so the argument is, well, this, this might be a show about a guy cooking drugs, but... It doesn't make it seem like what he's doing is cool. He's kind of the jerk. So I see that to a point. Okay. Like, so like 80% of the point. I, I, I see that to a point. <laughs> but, and I kind of agree with, well, who was it? Marcus Joe Thorne? I, I, I haven't ever really listened to Joe Thorne. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are going to be upset about that. I, people keep, people, keep, right. people keep asking me about him. I'm like, I should probably listen to something. He's cool. Um, <laughs> there's no redemptive arc for him, really. If you're looking for a redemptive arc in the story, it might be found in Jesse, his sidekick, potentially. Yeah. Um, but some Christians will say, uh, in order for a story about total depravity to be worth your time and worth setting your mind on, there has to be some kind of redemptive arc. And there's no redemptive... Sorry, spoiler. There's no redemptive arc or Walt. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. Because I know like Nate Wilson's really big on the redemptive arc stuff too. And and uh, uh, where is that where, where is that theology from that stories have to have a redemptive arc? Well, and if there's a redemptive arc like aside from Jesse finding Christ like is it a wor- like is it a worthwhile redemptive arc? Like where do we draw? Like well, what is? What yeah, I don't is, think that has to be the case. Well, that's what I mean. Like, but where's the line in the redemptive? Like, well, I think the redemption. What do we require from that? The redemption for Jesse is that he he does not commit to the depravity in the way that Walt does, and he wants to walk away from it. Right. So in the beginning, you see Jesse, and he's the one who is sold out 
for the drug trade. And then by the end, he's sold out for leaving. Yeah. And not being a part of it. And so he saw the consequences in Walt's life and in his own life and wanted to turn from it. Walt saw the consequences and like ran towards it. Right. So I guess in that way, you could say there's some redemption for him as a character. But I just don't know that I buy that just because something is, oh, well, you stay total depravity. It's kind of, I feel like a lot of times Christians will throw out this theological idea. Well, there's a theological idea in it, so it's okay. And I don't know that I buy it all the way. Well, I guess, I guess what I would say is well, our author intentions, like those matter. Yes. Like if the author is like intentionally saying, this is a tragedy of a man who has abandoned like himself to, to sin, right? Like it, that would be probably different. And then with Breaking Bad, you kind of don't see that. So I, I guess like the greater question is, is there room in Christianity? Because we talk about redemptive arts, but is there room in Christianity for tragic tragedies? Right? I hope so. I, I like think, like Like Jerry can probably comment on this because... He got me watching uh, 30 for 30 on O.J. Simpson. Yeah. And uh, that that story right there is amazing tragedy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so you see someone who was at the peak, he had everything, and literally like lost everything, right? Yeah. So uh, because of his sin. And, and so it's interesting to me just to see um that sort of story play out sometimes too the bible has a lot of tragedies in it as well you yeah. know just yeah just to say if anyone hasn't seen the documentary it's espn uh oj simpson 30 for 30 made in america i mean the way they depict it is just really if you look at just the entirety regardless of what your opinion is on the trial is that o- the oj simpson trial is just a piece of modern day shakespeare in regards to just the commentary of what america is is today and was and was in the past and old j simpson was a lot of ways uh definitive of that did you say old old j (laughs) old j old j simpson well he's older now and in prison again so but but the the um, way they take it back to the la riots and like rodney king and la and the police and and how oj was seen by white people as just a hero and not a black person and how he was able to uh, sort of like overcome the racial barriers and being in the marketing and being in the commercials and advertising and then for his trial to all of a sudden be flipped into a race thing where it what he was never a guy who was associated as a racial character right and so it was it's just really fascinating so that's a tragedy a story that's a tragedy and uh the the FX miniseries on OJ was incredible. Was incredible. Yes, yeah, so good, and and it was also there wasn't a redemptive arc there at all. So well, yeah, because think, it's the story. Well, yeah, exactly. the 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 point there is that it's authentic. Like so, that's just what happened. And there's sometimes when you're dealing with the authenticity of life, you're just dealing with a sad story. And so if it's really how it goes down, like if a Christian's telling the story of their life. And there are some really like depraved parts. Is that okay? Just because it's what really happened. Yeah. Like, how do you depict that in art? Like, how authentic can you be as a Christian? Can you like share poems or journals that you say the f word in or curse we'll God's name? That. But we'll, that really we'll happened. That. Well, let me ask this. We'll get to that. 
Well, I was going to throw this uh, out there just in regards to discussing Breaking Bad. Um, for me, that that's I think it's the greatest television series ever uh, made of all time. Like that's just my it's my I think it's just the best ever. Um, but if, if, but, if, but, if, it, if you take the worldview aside, right? Right. So if you take just from like a writing just standpoint, a writing standpoint, the details in the sh- in the cinematography and yeah. how that tells the story, absolutely no. But question. I want to hear maybe Marcus your perspective and also some of your perspective. Um, when it comes to Christians and their opinions on Breaking Bad, like what is more the angle of say having beef with Breaking Bad? Is it the fact of just the content um, as a whole, like showing? the darkness of addiction and that that industry uh, for what it is or is it just the lack of the redemptive narrative so if if Breaking Bad had everything that it had because there's an there's an emphasis that says you know sometimes that the light you know darkness sometimes makes you a lot more appreciative of the light so if Breaking Bad had sort of this redemptive narrative where through this Jesse Pinkman like came to Christ or, or something to that extent and then he became like a preacher let's just say that was like a spin on it uh, spoiler sorry that doesn't happen so if you haven't watched Breaking Bad your fault you should have watched it by now but I don't know what do, what do you guys, what do you guys wow. think about that I, I would think if if, 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 if Walt if, if, if the ending of Breaking Bad was Walt finding redemption it would be very. It would have been a very different. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have been very good, be- no. because because they set it up at that Walt is a man that needed justice. So I think that was in a sense the redemption. And if you said there was redemption in Breaking Bad, it was in the fact that there was justice for Walt. Like that's where there any redemption was. And then so I that to me is where like it gets into. And by the way, just in parentheses here when I'm speaking of Breaking Bad I'm speaking of the television version not the Netflix version with nudity because I think that completely ruins it and makes it useless I, so so I think there's two different versions of Breaking Bad and, yes. and so I'm referring to the television version yes. nudity is never acceptable thank so, you okay I just want to emphasize that we, we've been criticized for, yeah. for promoting Breaking Bad and then yeah, well Game there was nudity and I'm thinking yeah. I don't even remember the nudity yeah. well it's because I didn't see the Netflix right. version hashtag Game of Thrones is pornography Okay. <laughs> I think so, I think back to Jerry's absolutely. question though, like why do Christians just like shut it down automatically? I would say there's a lot of deafness going on in a lot of the Christian community when it comes to art and television. Right. Um, because all they hear is, Oh, there's drugs in it, that's bad. Right. Traditions kind of no, start to like come discussion in. of what the content is, what the point is. It's just like, well, there's drugs in it, so um, I'm just gonna go back to watching TBN or whatever. Um, right. Yeah, I don't so, think anybody really argues that. Well, I mean, well, I guess there are some people that say that in film, evil has to be shown lightly. I I, I would say <laughs> that the Bible shows evil very dark, right? Like it's very, very. It's yeah. portrayed accurately in right. Scripture, and so I think we should portray evil accurately as well yeah. I had a discussion with my pastor in Virginia about this one time about like you know when you talk about like violence right like and he said that as long as the violence is fake and and and, and it's not like authentic violence it's acceptable so in our art art when we portray evil we can portray evil without actually being evil and I think there's ways to do that for actors like an actor can say I hate God and like I don't think he's going to be held accountable 
on the day of judgment because when he was acting in a play, he said, "I hate God." Oh, right. Because it really right. is about the heart intention. So, so dialogue is something that can be faked and not from the heart, and so is violence. Nudity cannot be faked. Uh, that's something that's authentic and real, and uh, even you know, um, the, and that sort of thing. I have a great example for that, Marcus. Remember in um, Better Call Saul, you were. Yeah, we talked about that. There was they clearly showed adultery without showing the act of adultery. Yes, they just wake up in the yeah. bed the next day. And it was perfect because it showed that what they did, you know, but it didn't show any nudity. That's exactly right. You don't have and so it was perfect. Yeah, you don't have to show what happens in the room. You can just show that they were in it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say to Christians who love? the show Game of Thrones but they watch it edited repent how do you well, can, can you watch it edited okay so that's apparently a, on VidAngel I think that you really? lose all or, or with the remote you guys just fast forward so you just watch right. half so the show see, then yeah, you still fast see forwarding, that's you're fast ridiculous. forwarding you're just seeing a faster it's just version it's fast forward sex yeah but devil's advocate it's not making them stumble Okay, well, so I think that it's an indictment on the show because obviously if you can approve of an edited version of your art, then there's no artistic principle because you could have done it without the questionable but it's content. it's a good story, they say. Well, that's what I mean. But like if <laughs> if it's a good story, then they can do it without the nudity. But they you didn't, can... and I want to enjoy the story anyway. <laughs> Read the books? <laughs> right. Oh, apparently the books... From Die what I've read, are, are also. <laughs> I, from what I've heard, the books are also graphic. Are they? In, oh, I'm in sure they are. are. Oh, they are okay. like drawings. They're supposed. No well, depictions. Get out! Shut <laughs> up. You almost, you almost fell for that. You almost started to talk to tell me how I was I wrong. I almost climbed over this table. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Yeah, I just think you lose any. Like, you do, if you make a clean version of the art that you put out, then you're just proving <laughs> that you didn't need to have it in there yeah, in the yeah. first place we'll we'll talk more about that yeah, yeah we, will. we right. will um well here's here's what i was gonna ask in regards to this conversation so um one does there have to be this this arc of redemption you're talking about does it have does that have to be there in order to watch the program one and two so say like you brought a Bre- breaking bad like if like the the story is not enough to watch it. What makes it bad to watch? I'm asking you, Summer, because you're the one that brought that up at the beginning. I think I told you a week ago not to have me on for this conversation. <laughs> so that's my disclaimer. Because <laughs> here's the thing is, is I get involved in these conversations and, and, you know, I know that sincerity of conviction doesn't equal a good argument because I've talked to Christians who love Game of Thrones. So I, under- right. I understand that. Concept. Yeah. They're very sincere. Yeah. Which is why this is, this is a conversation, by the right. way. People who are listening, it's not like right. the de- definitive right. end all be all. Right. I, here's the thing. I loved Breaking Bad. I thought it was a great show. I love Better Call Saul. I think it's a great show. And then what people will do is I'll say, but these shows are about people that are lying. They're deceptive. They're manipulators. They're engaging in sin. What do you like about it? And... So I almost feel like maybe I'm not even understanding the question that they're asking because for me, I enjoy a sad story. Right. I enjoy a good tragedy. I enjoy stories about... Like Nicholas Sparks? No! (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) What? No, that's not even a good story. No, that's not a good story. I don't even know what that is. He's never written a good story (laughs) in his life. (laughs) 
Awesome's about to defend a walk to Why remember. Why does Marcus know what? that? Not a walk to remember. <laughs> yeah, you love to walk to remember. No, I didn't. Oh, was it the notebook? It was the notebook. Oh, oh and, then, and, then, and then the, oh, the choice is good, too. No. Watch out, guys. I might take that song back. I have strong, I have strong feelings yes, about Nicholas Marks. Me, too. He uses cheap ploys in all of his novels, and he makes so much money off of just terrible literature, and it's offensive to me. And I'd actually like to talk about books if we can in a minute, but... Um, what are those? Books? Just kidding. I'm kidding. Paper, you hey, look, it. honey's here. Hi, honey. Bridger. <laughs> honey, Bridger. Yeah, Bridger really bothers Marcus when I call him honey. <laughs> anyway, Sorry, continue. Anyway, I'm pretty sure there, there, there are... Is there something wrong with enjoying a show about someone who's engaging in sin? Right. Can you just enjoy it? Does it have to be like a... Does that mean thing? you're enjoying sin? I don't think so. No. Because no. I think there are, there are stories in the Bible that are full of sin that you can enjoy. I enjoy the last episode of Breaking Bad. Oh, tremendous. I mean, that last scene is that like, it's amazing. It just pulls it all together. It feels. Right. Tears every yeah. time. It's amazing, but I don't like it because. It's sad. I mean, I just, I don't know. It doesn't like, I'm not, not getting like any like, like sinful reveling. thrills right. from it. Yeah. You're not living vicariously I'm through like, them or something. I wish that was me. Right. Yeah. Wish I was- Joy went on and bought an RV and started cooking meth. <laughs> <laughs> Which would explain our shirt she's wearing today. Oh my god. Oh. I love it. Oh, oh, this is inspired. A, a tie-dye cat shirt is not a meth shirt. That's like a weed shirt. <laughs> All right, shrooms. There are levels of clothing for different drugs. <laughs> oh my goodness. What Jerry, what do you I see the I see the wheels turning over there. The wheels are turning just a little bit. Yeah, well, just in regards to um, talking about Breaking Bad and just seeing it being a tragedy is that, I don't know, if you look at just the narrative of just the Old Testament, I mean, the whole as a whole, I mean, the Bible is all about leading to Christ and, and redeeming us people throughout history, but there's a lot of characters within the Old Testament that does not end up good for them. I mean, you think just think of King Saul, for example, just of all the things that he went through and just mistakes that he made and he ended up just killing himself. Um, and even prior to that, there's there the situation with him talking to the the woman of Endor and sort of channelizing, channel, channel, channelizing, channeling the, <laughs> that's, the, that's a new word. What was the woman of Endor. <laughs> I think it was having the, like having the witch to channel the, um, the spirit of Elijah, which really wasn't Elijah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. And just, um, like his whole and him just being you know angry and jealous of David and hunting him down and trying to kill him, but it's he's someone that like God used. So could you do something where you could do like a, a mini series on King Saul and just and all those things? It doesn't end good for him and ended at that. I don't know. What do and you guys? So think? what movie scene does that remind you of? I was just waiting for it. Of what's. I was just. There's always a movie reference late, in, inside as of, of you. Late, as in, like the last couple months, I literally have not had a conversation with Jerry where it did not go back to some movies. I've always been like that. That's how he but is. It's been like, but That's it's been language. like amped up lately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. Yeah. Being, I'm, just, I'm in a season where I'm just being more so honest and real on myself. One? You're stumped. Jerry's you doing Jerry. Oh, just as far as uh, no, I was thinking just in the context of Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. That you see someone like King Saul, like his gotcha. whole. His whole just if you just look at his story outside of the entire redemptive narrative of the Bible, it's really tragic. Yeah, I mean he is not only his him becoming a king was Israel abandoning uh, God's law and saying we want a king, uh, and, and they want to be ruled and you're gonna you're and that whole that's that's how he became king, and 
then you have where David took his place and, and he tried to kill him and I, that, what I just said. So. Is that Jesse? Are you? Is that what you're? Is that the parallel you're going with? No, but Jesse I'm did. Just kidding. Jesse did play it. The uh, Aaron Paul actually played Joshua in Exodus: God and Kings, which is a terrible movie. Yeah. but he did play Joshua, <laughs> just totally separate from that. Okay. <laughs> no, but I, I'm just saying. Side what, note. Side no, note. but I was just more just saying in regards to uh, what we're talking about in regards to Breaking Bad. Yeah, Could yeah. you do a film like that and just have well, a like that? Well, and yeah. I agree with Marcus and him saying that like sometimes the redemptive arc is just justice at the end of it. Like as long as it's consistent that can be I don't know Summer, Summer's you're not huffing it. She's not feeling over it. there I'm not huffing I'm just thinking through I think Christians really need to change their attitude about right. art like, well, I, think, I agree. Do we need to defend Amen. ourselves against someone that just like if their only problem with it is these traditions that they've been taught that like this this and this is bad like is it necessary to defend art if if like their problem with it really is just that they've been taught that certain things are bad. No, I just can't stand when people can't be consistent. Right. It just, it just. Well, you it's can't it's stand it's inconsistency. It's, it's Where did you learn taught that? You that? It's difficult for Christians to defend art rightly when we don't have any really good sources to go to and say, "Well, there's a good one." Right. <laughs> All right. Like we right. have, we have, you know. Uh, courageous and fireproof right, right. which mm. which i mean those are just God's the exact those are well yeah well yeah that was really true. but like if you look at like just like fireproof and courageous like one's about pol- firemen who are who's a bad parent and then the other one's about police officers who are bad parents well so, so it's the exact same story with just different careers right well here's what happens it, when when people um when people come to my house like one of the things for the first time, one of the things they do is they they'll be talking to me, but they're really like looking past me and checking out my bookshelf. Right, it happens all the time. They're like looking at my bookshelf and oh, yeah, talking to me, but like over my shoulder, they're like trying to read titles. They're like squinting, and I'm like, all right, where is this going? Um, and and I have a lot of people ask me, so do you like to read? Yeah, yep, there they are, like 700 of them. Um, what do you like to read? They'll ask me, and I like to read fiction. Doctor James White. Uh, eh, he's good. He's good. He's good. But I like to read fiction. Like that's that's what I, I enjoy. Um, I enjoy literature. I enjoy fiction. I don't. It's kind of my thing. And so, um, a lot of what I like to read is tends to be a little dark. I like a good mystery. I like thrillers. I like like Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Scooby Doo personally. I do too. <laughs> Luke, have you ever read a book? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. All right. So I just finished reading this this trilogy, right? I'm pretty stoked about this trilogy. It was awesome. I mean, it was good. It's called The Passage. It's like it's like a post-apocalyptic western meets fantasy meets thriller meets like end of days, very intense story. Um, it's going to be turned into a TV series, so just read oh, it. What's the name of the book? Uh, it's called The Passage Trilogy. It's The Passage is the first book, The Twelve is the second, The City of Mirrors is the last. And favorite trilogy. I mean, I loved Lord of the Rings and everything, but I, this mm. trilogy just blew my mind. Well, here's the deal. Um, I approach books the same way I approach movies, and I feel like a lot of Christians do not do that. So for me, if I'm going to read... A book, or if I'm going to watch a movie, it's going to meet a certain standard. 
And so if something's okay in a movie, let's say I, I watch a movie and it has some violence. It has like maybe two or three curse words. Let's say it's like rated PG-13. That's the same kind of standard I'm going to hold my literature to. And I feel like a lot of Christians are scared of that or disagree with that. Um, and I know I had this conversation the other day with a group of people and a lot of them had like a flipped um, opinion. For them, books did more in their imagination than a movie. And so they hold books to like a stricter standard. And then other Christians were saying the opposite, that they actually have a lower standard for content in books than they do in movies because of how it affects them. So there is a level of liberty and your conscience that comes in here. But I just, then I went and I asked another group for some Christian fiction, no, I'm sorry, for some fiction recommendations. Because I feel like a lot of what I read is specifically for a male audience. I like more intense type stories. That's kind of what I'm into. Jane Austen is great. Not my speed. Um, not something I can hang out <laughs> not quite my for tempo. a long time. Um, and so I asked for some, maybe like, what's the fiction out there for women right now who don't want to read Nicholas Sparks? And all I got were these, I love all of you. You're listening. Um, Christian, like Quaker, Amish, yeah. period peace love stories. Oh, yeah. Which I understand is some people's speed, but how in the world is that the standard for female fiction in a Christian context? It's so bad, you guys. It's <laughs> not like the lady on the front and the like flowy dress, yeah. and it's just like, I know how this is going to end. <laughs> right. Like, I know I the know ending. The story. I already know, <laughs> I already know the story. Pride and Prejudice paved the way. Like, where, where is the art? Where, where are the, the authors that are writing good literature? Right. And, and can Christians write anything outside of the Amish love story? <laughs> yeah. Why is this happening? Right. It's really frustrating for me, man. I really I want to hear a title oh, for one of those books. One of these just Amish go to books. I can't because I just, I'm so embarrassed. I, I don't own any of them. I can't. Like, what? This isn't this isn't art, you guys. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, uh, um, so uh, let me raise up another question here. So, raise up, raise up. I don't even know if that's an appropriate way to present this, but um, so obviously, Christian liberty comes into the discussion, right? Like what is it, what is too much for your conscience, you know? And so, what Nate Wilson said something interesting in his uh, breakout um, talk at ReformCon. And to be honest, this to me, and I'm not saying this that I like subscribe to this thought, but this was the best argument I thought I've heard from anybody ever. And he essentially said. Um, you know, he, he brought up Breaking Bad, you know, and he said, does your father love it? Not your father. Heavenly. The heavenly heavenly father. Got it. Yes. Yep. Dr. Father, White's not your standard F. of, yes. Earthly um, father's standard. He's pretty solid. He's pretty solid. Yeah. But does <laughs> your heavenly father love it? And that was the standard he was saying he goes by. And I thought that was the most compelling argument I probably have ever heard when it comes to this discussion. Right. Can you just, is it okay to just like liberty the crap out of everything? Just do whatever you like, want? Like, do you think your father loves Game of Thrones? No. No. Hashtag no. no. Hashtag no. 
Okay, no. but what about Breaking Bad? Answer it. For right. Me this. Well, that's and that's why he brought that up, and I was like, hmm. That's my response. Hmm. That's not good enough, hmm. man. Uh, yeah, I, I think there could there could be. I think God loves some of the artistry in Breaking Bad. That that isn't wicked, right? So so he doesn't so, like the so, Netflix version. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like the Netflix version. I, th- I think there are some scenes in Breaking Bad that pr- a Christian probably wouldn't have put in there. That, but I think like as far as like cinematography and the writing and stuff on a on a very generic level, that I think there are things that are were definitely done to the glory of God, if if not intentionally. For, I mean, for me, like that movie made me a better storyteller. I mean, that TV series made me a better storyteller, just in terms of the mm. complexity of not just the writing, but just how you know. I think me and Jeff are having a conversation. Just how the lighting of the scene affected the story, right? So, so there, it's a lot more to it than just when, when people see a movie. It's not just a story to take into account, right? Like it's. Is it lit properly? Is it is 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 the cinematography done in a way that enhances the writing and the dialogue? Well, even with Breaking Bad, like their wardrobe department is it, like yeah. artistic. Like they design outfits and stuff like that. Well, like it, for scenes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like uh like in Better Call Saul, there's a montage where w- the the lady in there is uh putting up sticky notes up against the window oh, and they're such di- a good scene. and they're different mm. color sticky notes yes. and then in the, in the behind the scenes thing I was I was saying Saul's wardrobe the wardrobe department went and got opposite colors to the post-it notes and there was a montage of Saul with his wardrobes that were the opposite colors yes. of the post-it notes and so there were two different montages in two different episodes but they were similar one one the, the post-it notes were duller and the suits were brighter right. and, and stuff. And there was the noodle guy, too. The noodle and guy. The noodle guy. Dad the loves noodle. that scene. <laughs> he, like, he, like, rewound it, watched it three times. Yeah, it's one of the best <laughs> in television, I think, for sure. I was yes. just, my mouth was open while I was watching that. But, like, just the level of detail that the wardrobe department uh, and, and everything. And then and then there's scenes, too, like in Breaking Bad, when the when uh, the the guy is, uh, when, when, uh, Aaron Paul is have is is being he's kidnapped by that guy that was making the meth. He's actually wearing the shirt that he kill that uh, the he killed the boy in, or, or the boy died in, or something like that. So they they use different wardrobes to say, look, this is he's at this lowest point at this point. And so there's there's all these little meta narratives in the, in in the movie, and I could t- I could talk about it forever. But it makes me a better storyteller to think, okay, it's not just the writing or what's being said that matters now. It's a, it's a whole different level. Right. And so, and so I don't think a lot of, when we look at Christian films, and it's only about the story. Does the guy get saved in the end? Yes, he gets saved at the end, the altar call moment. And that's the only thing we take into credit for whether or not it's, it's a good movie. And I have, if you can listen to the talk I did at Arts at the GGC conference, I play a clip of a Christian director who was calling me the Antichrist because I didn't like his movie, and it was a Christian <laughs> movie. And so that's in it's in that talking. Go and listen to that. But like, it's like you don't understand. Like, it's more than just the overall narrative at times. Because who cares if the narrative is good if I couldn't watch it for more than sixty seconds without wanting to turn <laughs> turn it off? Right. Okay. Yeah. So let, be- before we end the segment, let me leave you with this question. We can discuss this real quick. 
if Walter White like had a come to Jesus moment at the end of Breaking Bad, would Christians like the film then or the show then? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think it would be as good. I don't think anything could top. It would be so dishonest. It would, right. it would totally cheapen the whole right. I agree, narrative. But the Christians out there uh, that say, I'm talking about the people that would say, well, there's no redemptive arc, right. so to speak, in that show. You know, you know, the type. Well, I think the people that make that kind of argument don't even really understand what a right. redemptive arc is or why it's necessary. I don't think people making the, the anti-Breaking Bad argument even care to have a discussion about art, what makes art, what is art. Because it has that dirty, those dirty drugs in it, so <laughs> that's all I need to know. And I feel like that's kind of the level of the argument that you get. And then if you even try to discuss the issues, you're almost shut down. Right. I feel like it's subjective anyway. I mean, who who determines what is redemptive, really? Right. Because when it, I mean, when it comes down Jesus. to it, like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, Walter White does a lot of evil stuff. I love you. I mean. I love you too. <laughs> he does a lot of evil stuff, and then in the end, I mean, he ultimately is judged for it. Like that's that's in a sense overcoming sin. Yeah, he was defeated by somebody evil, but the Israelites were defeated by the Philistines, and I mean, by pagans, and God used them to, I mean, ultimately cause them to repent. So what what is redemptive? Who who determines that? Well, I think there is some objectivity to redemption. Sure. Go on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I mean, like, like there's obviously like a biblical standard for what redemption is in terms of how it is both like a spiritual redemption and then there's also, I think there's like a, a, a governmental uh, redemption. So like on the cross, right? So there was a redemption for all people spiritually but there was also a redemption for justice there too. Like there was right. a satisfying of wrath, and and so that 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 I th- I think we see that in Breaking Bad, but we don't see uh, the personal aspect of it um, so much. Although I think like you could, I mean, we could we could spend hours discussing whether or not the final scene of Breaking Bad was redemptive or not. Uh, I, I don't necessarily for for Walt on a spiritual level. I don't think it, I don't think it was. But uh, some people would argue that there was, so I'd, I'd, I would just disagree. So but you I, would say that the redemption has to cover both facets, I, I, both spiritual I, I, and... I, I think to some degree, or or be completely void, maybe. I don't know. I'm just talking off my head. But I, <laughs> it's a really complex subject, guys. Uh-huh. It is. So, yeah, so I, I, I think the point is overwhelmingly that... We're, we're having to use a movie made by uh, a TV show made by pagans to discuss this subject, and we don't have any really good Christian go tos for yep. it. And there it is. Right. And and so that's, that's the problem, right? Like so, let's. So if you don't, if if this is unclear, I would say, well, Christians, you need to build something, and then let us argue over that. Right. Like I would much yeah. rather have that discussion and say, well, that show was way better than Breaking Bad, and it had. Uh, a different narrative to it and let's discuss whether that narrative was was good or not in light of scripture that would be amazing but there's just nothing there even close to the level mm. of breaking bad and artistry that we could sit and say well you know that and so that's a great but, point Marcus but we should take a break because yeah. it's been 40 minutes that's where I was headed next alright 
So we'll take a break. We'll continue this conversation, but it'll take a turn. We come back on the other side. Collegeofradio.com. I'm Les. And I'm Tanner. And we're the hosts of the Reformed Pubcast. A weekly podcast where two friends get together and talk about the things that they love. It's like all those times you talked about theology over a pint of beer with your friends, but we're just dumb enough to record it. It's the theology of Calvin and the thirst of Luther. Join in on the conversation by subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. It's the Reformed Pubcast. Hi, this is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. I want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road in Tempe. We're meeting in the community center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at apologiachurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. (laughs) Glory! They just started their, uh, they just had their reunion show. I think it was last night in Kansas City. Nice. nice. Now, would, would your Heavenly Father love Guns N' Roses? Now, there's a question that we know the answer to. I read Flash's biography. Really? Yeah, it was actually really fascinating. Hmm. Cool. It was a, it's a tragedy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you started playing that. I felt like I was about to walk into the gym. Yeah. You look like I look like I just left the gym. <laughs> so it's sweaty. Arizona summer. And that means that the bear is sweating a lot. I think even in winter you sweat. The yeah, same but amount. it's bad because in the summer we have to turn the air off because because the king over there has a cow. If you don't, yeah, and that's so, true. And so uh, yeah, that's it gets true. really hot in the studio. Well, they can just listen to the first. They can listen to the first few minutes of the episode. They can see why I make you guys cut the air conditioning on. They probably won't even notice. No, they'll they'll know. They'll know. Marcus will know. Marcus will know. (laughs) He's a producer, so So, he gets to be the diva. Um, (laughs) He does. It's true. That's like a. You know, that's okay. his job. Yeah, okay. it's true. He does get to be the diva. All right. Um, so I support it. I support it. I'll okay. so accept that. I'm switching to Explosions <laughs> in the Sky. You'll all know the, notice that the music is much better today. I agree. <laughs> um, so we were talking about Friday Night Lights. 
in the in between segments and I never watched the show but I love Explosions in the Sky and I just found out they do the music for it. Yep. So we're playing Explosions in the Sky. Uh, Welcome to the sound journey. So I told you we're gonna uh continue in the conversation but turn it a little bit. And since we're talking about music Well that was perfect. Just the nailed it. Um we're going to talk about the new King's Kaleidoscope album. Uh, the whole album or just, just the one, one song, song in particular? <laughs> one song in particular. We talked about the whole album. Right. So maybe you <laughs> guys... like, I have something to say. Um, <laughs> I happen to really enjoy King's Kaleidoscope. Love them. Um, I think their worship uh, music is incredible. It's original. It's very unique and creative, which I think is very glorifying to God. Uh, we've done one or two of their songs at church for worship, and um, um, that being said, they just released a new album, and I don't know if they're. You guys can maybe help me out here. Is there is their album considered a worship album? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, neither was their their first full length album, but it was. I mean, essentially, essentially. Yep. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that makes that kind of makes a difference, and maybe not. I don't know. I would know. say it's Christ-centered. Okay, it's definitely Christ-centered. Yeah. Um, so, this would be like the first album maybe in the worship-y genre that has an E for explicit. Mm-hmm. So, they the last... I think it's... Is it the last song on the album? Second. Mm-hmm. Second to last song. It's, it's called like Prayer, or a Prayer. A Prayer. And so, from what I understand, it was... He wrote the song when he was mad at Jesus. Yeah. And he clearly on. is mad at Jesus in the song. And he drops two F-bombs. Yes. Not subtle. Nope. Very, and not, and not used well. And not used well. So Marcus and I talked a little bit about this. And Joy and I talked a little bit about this. But I'll let you guys discuss. And then I will dive in. Yeah, actually, the first thing I want to talk about is why is it not used well? Because I think it was used as an explicitive... At- as opposed to <laughs> expletive, expletive. <laughs> oh, expletive. We're just redoing the dictionary today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, need write, we need to write a book titled "Apology: A Dictionary." Explicative. <laughs> yeah. uh, Man, that's uh, an explicative. Uh, yeah, that. I, I think there's a difference between like cuss words used properly, like for instance, when Jeff used the f bomb when he was talking to an atheist uh, on on. It's called Jeff and Cy walk into a bar. It's on YouTube. And the guy is using the F word and frequently, yeah, yeah. And but he's using it in a way to say like nothing matters. And so Jeff just uses his exact language back at him, and he used it in a way to show him his folly. Right, right, yeah. Answer to fool according to his folly. And so, but I think with like the King's Kaleidoscope, it was just kind of just dropped in there when it didn't really have to be. Well, but do we know, like, because didn't he say that it was, a, like, it was from a journal entry that he wrote, right. yep. and that those words were in there. So there right. was an authenticity to that moment between him and God, right. and you just can't... Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go and say that, like, that he's wrong for, like, using it. Like, I, I, I just don't think it was the best use of it for a song. Well, no, whole... I mean, I agree with you because of the whole thing I was talking about earlier with like making a clean version. If you can make a clean version, then you can't claim mm. artistic principle because unless you, like, if it's really important that it's in there, then you need to stick to your guns and say, no, I will not make a clean version because that was a real 
real thing that happened. Couldn't we use that same argument against the Netflix version of Breaking Bad? Right. Yeah, and that's where she brought it up before. Right, right, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, Yeah, we've talked about the serrated edge, right? I don't think there was a time and a place for the serrated edge. Uh, I don't think that was it. Um, I don't think it was very glorifying to God. And there's one thing of saying that in the moment you're sinful. I mean, clearly, if you listen to the song, he was literally, he was mad at Jesus. He'd ask him, where are you at? Like, he felt abandoned. It's one thing to use that term towards God in a moment of sin. Well, and right. I think it's another thing to then publish it and make money off of it. That's where I'm at. For people to hear it over and over yes. and over From listening again. to right. his explanation yes. in the interview he did with that guy from Bad Christian. Um, well, well, never mind. Well, there you go. That uh, explains a lot. In the interview, he's talking about how he has a lot of anxiety, had a lot going on, and <clears throat> My first reaction to hearing that it was in was saying, well, I wouldn't use that kind of language in front of my children, so what would be my license to use it in front of the creator of the universe? Right. Right. Um, The argument was, well, he's not cursing at God. He's just cursing in front of God, and I still think my argument stands. If you're not going to say that in front of your children, (laughs) then perhaps you shouldn't say it in front of the creator. And then the whole thing went back to, well, I'm just being honest about where I was. I think a lot of Christians can relate. My opinion that is if you're an example of Christianity or an example of Christian music you're creating worship music then there's a standard that you should hold yourself to and being honest isn't everything because perhaps that's something you should repent of instead of being honest about sometimes you need to protect your testimony protect (laughs) your testimony and and maybe you know don't curse in front of God and and instead of saying well it's just it's vulnerable I don't know that vulnerable is a good enough cop out well, it's still a curse sin. word, right? It's still sin. It's something to repent and of, not didn't... be proud of, or turn into art. I don't yeah, think. And we what need... was redemptive about him saying it? Because I think the song in the end is obviously extremely redemptive. I thought. I, I mean, I think. Yeah. That, right. I think that it song. Turns. I've got to be honest. That song is beautiful. I mean, I the clean I, version. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I I love that song, and I. I mean, you would also. Awesome. No, it's a good song. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a, a great, it's a beautiful song. The clean version is, and then like it, he's totally right. It has a redemptive arc, y'all. Like it turns into, right. you know, the Lord was with me, and and what, and it's it's encouraging at the end. But it's like, why did you have to hold on to that? You went, there, right. you know, how much effort had to go into all their CDs are a clean version. Yep, right. you can only get the explicit version on Spotify or iTunes. Hmm. If you buy the CD, it's not going to come with that. So effort went into this, like effort and time and planning to create these different versions, mm-hmm. put them out to different channels. What? Why did you have to hold on to the F word? Why? Right. What did yeah. it add? Right. It added controversy. It exactly. did the ad- added album sales. Yep. Well, he talked about that. People say I'm trying to get attention. That's not what it is. So. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Marcus? Well, I, I'm not. I think I'm not going to. I think there's a difference between like saying, "Okay, this guy used cuss word. It was wrong for him to use a cuss word," and there's a completely different attitude that some people have where oh they they're done you right they're not christians anymore yeah right yeah. so it's like well i don't i definitely wouldn't make the case that they're not a christian no we're not going to throw somebody out of the kingdom yeah well it. there are right. people that would though oh, oh well, that's unfortunate which we're going to get to yeah right. that's why i'm getting <laughs> i actually want to relate this there 
Oh, you're you. trying to yeah. segue, sir. Okay. Hey, you got to recognize Stop the talking. segues, guys. <laughs> I actually got to be somewhat alert to I the think, segues. I think there's an overarching thing going on here, though. Overarching. I think it's yeah, all very. Is that is that not right? Overarching. 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 Yep. It's an arc. No, it's not. It's not a boat. <laughs> it's not a boat. <laughs> Whatever, guys. A floating. And now I'm picturing a floating arc. Above you can say, I think all maybe, of these maybe conversations are connected. Thing. You're not from the connected. south. You're from Texas. That's as south as it gets, Summer. <laughs> you no, can't it's go its further own south. state. You said to me it's its own state. It's its own country. There's a difference. Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. But um, I think I think ultimately it comes down to a sense of objectivity because is is swearing sinful because he you know his whole argument is you know I'm using this to like it's going to touch people because I'm being so honest and this this week you know we have the whole tattoo fiasco going on and is that just reaching out to somebody else is it just so people can be like oh well I have all these tattoos and now these Christians have tattoos what where do we draw the line what's the difference Mm. because i feel like you know speech like that is i I think speech like that there's somewhere in there that it's it's objectively wrong yeah i'd say so but i think that that comes down to intent and then tattoos i don't think are objectively wrong right but i i think intent can obviously hinder that so I think intent is really what it all comes down to. What is the intent of this person's heart? Which brings us... That's a good segue. Because I want to talk about modern day Pharisism. Pharisism. No, that's great. And, and, and I'm actually preparing... It's funny. The last three messages I've prepared for Apology of Church have all come at a moment where there's been some major controversy on social media. And like all all of my messages, I'm kind of working on a, a bigger theme, but uh, all of them have somehow revolved around social media, which has been interesting. Um, but I, I'm actually preparing uh, not this Sunday because when you hear this, Woo-hoo. it'll be too it'll be too late. <laughs> but R.C. Sproul Jr. is teaching an apology at church this week, ow, ow. and so uh, we're live streaming that that joint, right, Marcus? We are live streaming so it. You'll be able to watch it, and and uh, we're also. F- Filming some Apologia Academies on abortion ministry with him too. So yeah, good to go. So um, so the week after that, I will be teaching on Matthew seven, one through seven, one through six. Excuse me. Um, you know the passage is judge not um, that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice a log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First you take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And then verse 6, which we're not going to really talk about today, but do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So... After judge not lest you be judged, did you add all the rest of that, or is that there? No, that's it. Oh wow, <laughs> man! I, I thought, I thought, it, I thought it just ended it. Judge nah. not, uh, right? Man, nah. it's just the whole Ooh. book. Yeah. I've been taught wrong my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite quotes, and Jeff uses this a lot, is from Paul Washer. He says, 
uh, people tell me judge not lest you be judged I always tell them twist not scripture unless you be like Satan <laughs> and so you know the passage is not saying that we should not judge right we're not postmodern like anti-judgmentalism and I'm judging you for being judgmental <laughs> you know that's basically what the whole postmodern thing is you don't be ju- you can be judgmental unless you're a Christian and then you're judgmental Right, like that's right. the that's the attitude. Yes. Um, so you know, Christ isn't saying that we shouldn't judge. He's saying you should judge by right standards, by God's law, by God's standard. You know, and he's saying if you want to be judged by God's standard, then judge others by God's standard. And so that's it's perfect for this discussion, right? Especially with what's happened this week. There's been a lot of <laughs> a lot of judging going on on the internet. Uh, um, you know, we should judgery. Judgery, yeah, like judgery. <laughs> and you brought up a great point, Austin. It's not we shouldn't be judging uh, intent. We shouldn't be in judging the heart. Where we can't, we can't right. see that only God can judge it, but we can judge someone's actions by God's law. Yep. And so, like, even with this discussion with the song, like, is that word objectively wrong? I would argue yes. You know, but we can't argue. We can't try to judge his heart. In him, in in his intentions, right, and so that's where we have that's where we have to draw the line as Christians. Like, how do we how do we judge this appropriately? Yeah, um, I like to look at like like Corinthians and Galatians. The, those letters were written to like really awful churches, uh-huh. and yet Paul still greets them as brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So I don't think the modern day. At least the 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 grace that's shown on the internet is the same as the grace that Paul showed right. the churches, like in Corinth and Galatians and stuff. And, and and you know he he's he says like greetings in the name of Christ our Lord and brothers and sisters. Like he he still is hospitable to them as Christians. And so well on the internet you see somebody messes up or says a cuss word in a song, like King's Kaleidoscope or Lecrae goes and sells his company to Capitol Records and all of a sudden it's like they're gone. <laughs> right? Like they're just done. Right. They're, they're out of the faith. They messed up. They sinned one time. And these are people that we talk about most of the time is are, are people who are in the public spotlight all the time. Right? Mm. I know like Apologia, like we're starting to be in the public spotlight a lot. And then and so I expect like these social these Facebook stuff it's just going to happen all the time because that's just that's just what happens when you live your life um, in the spotlight. Yeah, and the people they 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 see you error, and once or twice or three times, and they say, "Well, they're obviously not a Christian because they've erred three times." And it's like, "Well, Peter denied Jesus three times, <laughs> and Jesus still forgave him for every time he made he messed up." Right. Right. So so I don't think that I don't think that sort of like. I'm just going to blog about everything that's wrong with the church. That's not going to, that's not going to like establish a system of grace that the church requires for everybody. Yeah. And exactly. This is why I was calling the modern day Pharisee seriousism because <laughs> I mean, you look at this passage, Christ calls them hypocrites, right? Why? And if you, if you picture it, like, you know, this is the Sermon on the Mount, like the Pharisees were probably, like in the background watching judging Christ and judging everybody there you know and he's like you hypocrites you know and why what are the what were the Pharisees famous for you know you got the parable 
um, of the tax collector and you know and the, and the Pharisee and in, in um, you know praying and stuff and the Pharisee is like you know th- God I thank you I'm not like this dude right here you know and that's essentially what we have going on the internet right now we have all these uh, discernment bloggers and they're saying uh, you know thank God I'm not like that place that did this thing because my standard of righteousness my standard of holiness is way higher than that you know and the Pharisees were guilty of, of puffing themselves up outwardly but what did Christ call them inwardly you know he called them whitewashed tombs because inwardly they were defiled and, and evil at heart right and, and so here we have an issue modernly speaking and McDer- McDermody and uh <laughs> That's a, that goes Joy Joy got that. Okay. That was the first time Joy, Joy and I ever heard of the word modernity. Je, remember Jeff was like oh. was about modernity. Somebody, I had teaching modernity. A class of modernity modernity and we're like I went, oh. did you say McDermity? Like I was like <laughs> I had that word slammed into my head for like 4 years. Yeah. My my sophomore year especially I had this professor that would just be like, "Oh, modernity." All <laughs> You said the like a time. curse word? Modern. Oh, he hated modernity. Oh. Wow. I think so, uh, anyways, you know, so what we have is people that hide behind their keyboards and uh, their whitewashed tombs, right? Because outwardly they appear very holy, but for, through their fingers they're just spewing hatred, judgmentalism, uh, slander, gossip, and that's coming straight straight out the heart. Right. Right. Through their fingers or their podcasts. Yes. Mm. What do you? What's going on over the summer? I see it. You got a thesis. You got a thesis <laughs> you got a going thesis. on over there. It's a consistent thesis. I'll tell you that. It could be a byproduct <laughs> of. I don't want to say like I've been in the spotlight my whole life. To an extent, I've been you, in a extent. spotlight. Yeah, in not a, necessarily in a, yours. In a small corner, yeah. Uh, and so there's a degree in which I censor myself, and a degree to which I. Every time I am saying something, I'm playing devil's advocate in my head and, mm-hmm. and wondering, okay, well, I'm saying X, and I already know this person's going to have to say Y about X. And so as we discuss these issues, um, what I, I'm, I'm playing out what the opposition might have to say sure. as right. we sit here and talk about well, being gracious and giving grace and giving space and giving room and yet we're talking about God's standards and we're talking about standards that people wholeheartedly disagree with. Mm-hmm. We have a standard. Yeah. We're saying this is the biblical standard. Someone else is saying, well, this is the biblical standard and you're violating it. And so I have to come to a point <laughs> in all of my discussions online and anything I blog or write about where I'm not going to make everyone happy. And all I can do is seek to honor God yeah. and in what point. I'm saying instead of wondering, can I pander to this group? Mm-hmm. Is this group going to be happy? What's this person going to say? Um, and that's kind of an internal battle I fight all the time whenever I put anything out there in the theological realm is there's always going to be someone who's going to disagree. And I do think there is absolute truth. And I do live by my convictions. And all that's really important is that I can base my convictions scripturally. Yeah. We're not all right all the time um, at the end of the day. And so I might sincerely believe 
that what I'm saying is biblical and it's right and I am a fallible creature. Yeah. But ultimately, we have to be able to say before the Lord, this thing that I stood by, this thing that I defended, this thing that I said, um, I can answer for it in mm. front of God. Yeah. Because I'm not going to make everyone happy. Right. 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 No, I agree. I agree completely. And I guess um, to kind of play off of that, where, where we see issues is, is, you know, where people have those disagreements, you know, with stuff doctrinally. Um, and where people get into trouble is they take it a step further and, and assume people's intent and their hearts and their motives, you know, and never come to the person and say, Hey, what were you thinking? What was your intention? They just assume a lot of stuff and, um, and then they write about it. Uh, read the Bible, Poet. <laughs> Because <laughs> we, we all know that Satan is a sky old fox. Sky old fox. Oh gosh. I thank you. We thank you for bringing that in. I totally sky forgot. Fox. Read the Bible poems. <laughs> so we'll never recover. Um, we'll never recover. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, what, what do you guys think? Anything else? Where are we at at this segment, Marcus? We're, we're, we got 15 minutes, man. To go? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, I can keep going unless you guys got something else to say. Well, I just, I just think that, you know, we just need to be more gracious in our online arguments. And, and I think, uh, I think, uh, I think the reform pub's really been a really good way in which we've seen that happen. Like, there's a lot of disagreements in the Reform Pub, right? Like, even at the Reform Con, you had Baptists and Presbyterians and 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 whatnot, and everybody just got along, right? Like, there, there wasn't any fights in real life, and the pub has kind of made this... I think they've kind of shown that you can have disagreements and still be friends with everybody, and I, I think that's really the key, is, is just not to be in our own isolated... Uh, little niche, right? So you have like, you know, the John MacArthur people and and the Lee Ganeer people, and you have Lee Ganeer Marcus. Lee Ganeer. I tried to say it right this time. He usually calls it Legionnaire. Legionnaire. I usually say Legionnaire. I skewered him. I I was like, what? What? So it's not Lee Ganeer? It's Lee Ganeer. Hang on. Like Ligan Duncan. Ligonier. Okay. All right. All right. Nice. Good. Good mnemonic device. Yes, I still love you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Is that a Nicholas Sparks title? (laughs) I think so, actually. I think there is a P.S. I Love You. There's definitely a movie called P.S. I Love You. I think that's Nicholas Sparks. I wouldn't know. I just want to make sure I'm not missing the reference. You're not helping your cause, (laughs) Dawson. Sorry. I just can't believe you love The Notebook. Guys, he's a disciplined uh, dude. He pursues that woman <laughs> to the ends of the earth, even when she forgets who he is. Aww. It's a beautiful story. Austin, you're a romantic. Okay, guys. Now Marcus, what was that about? What was that about? Marcus. Austin is single, ladies. <laughs> Don't remind me. So, uh, so, so, anyways, what I was saying is just you have our own niches, right? So, Ligonier and. You have uh, MacArthur's ministry and the Gospel Coalition, and you have all these separate divisions, and they never really come together much and really just build one kingdom. It's all right. always about this position and this position. And and I think the great thing about the pub is that 
everybody's there and everybody interacts and engages and has fun and tells jokes and debates theology and and that's reminiscent very much of like Luther's table talks and and those sort of conversations at the Refor- at the reformation you mean like from Ligonier? Yeah, from yeah, from like the magazine, right? The pub is so fetch. Yeah. Just to make you guys oh, mad. Mark yeah. that. Uh, okay. uh, man, that hurts. Yeah. Yes, you know, I, I don't love you. <laughs> I, so it was cool. I met someone at ReformCon, and I got to hang out with her. And she's someone I like knew from the internet. I knew of her, and I was like, mm, we're not gonna be friends. But, you know, just like not like it's not that we ever like fought or anything on the internet. I just like never would have gone out of my way in real life. I assumed to get to know her, like we just wouldn't have gravitated towards each other. Right. You just said that like you were judging her. No, just you can you can only you can only make summer, so many real get friends. To know me right. Listen, Lucas. Let me Lucas. make my point about this Lucas. wonderful Whoa, lady. Wow. Okay? Luke so doesn't even call me that. You shut your mouth, <laughs> So I met this girl in real life, right? Someone who I just thought, okay, there's that person online, whatever. I met her in real life, and she, we would be best friends if we right. lived in the same state. Like, she's awesome. Well, I think that's the best way to go about online interactions is to just remember that the person on the other end of that is just a person. Right. And you should conduct your online things as you would as if in you're person, face to face with right. someone. And, yeah. and just and the way someone comes across on the internet is not always no emotions, right? In person, and then you you attach mm-hmm. your own reading to what they're saying, and it was just like a really eye opening moment for me, just to be like, wow, I totally read this girl wrong. It's not that I didn't like her; it's just that I had no idea like how much we would get along. Yeah, and it was awesome. Yeah. And kind of going back to the spotlight thing, when when we're on the internet, we have a bigger stage. That's, I mean, just how it is. Uh, there are so many people that read what we post, um, even, you know, if you don't get the likes or whatever, people still see it. Um, in real life, that, that typically isn't isn't the case unless you're speaking from an actual stage. Right. You, you're talking, you know, maybe five people hear you in, in basic conversation, but on the internet, everybody reads it. So you want to take this authoritative standpoint almost all the time because you want people to respect you that you want people to understand what you're saying um but you you don't act like that in real life because you're going to get pushback if you start doing that um and so a lot of times we just forget you know who who we really are we aren't very humble on the internet um because we can say what we want on the mm-hmm. internet with right. little to no repercussion mm-hmm. unless you know everybody Keyboard gets warriors. mad at yeah yeah exactly but the yeah me- Go ahead, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to share a quote with you guys from Spurgeon. I always got those stored up Spurge. He said, if you impute motives and pretend to read hearts, others will do the same towards you. You do not object to men forming a fair opinion of your character. Neither are you forbidden to do the same towards them. But as you would object to their sitting in judgment upon you, do not sit in judgment upon them. And so I have this little phrase I've been thinking about it's uh so when I judge I'm being judged by the judge on how I judge yeah. alright <laughs> no that makes sense no no that's good let me repeat it cause I don't I think Marcus misses it I got it I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I will repeat it though when I judge I'm being judged by the judge on how I judge fact mic drop 
Boom. <laughs> I think I stole that from... Actually, I may have stolen that from Rich. No. Yeah. I Rich may have. Rich is the coolest, man. He has, he has a really good sermon I found on... Rich Pierce? On Sermon Audio. on Our Rich? Yeah. Rich Rich. On, um, on the Rich. Matthew Jeff 7. Would say on Ma- Rich, on Matthew Rich. 7 1, yeah. Oh. It was really good. It was really helpful. I know he's teaching Bible study over at Samson's Church, so maybe that's... Oh, that might have been what it was. Yeah, it was. It was from there, yeah. It was good. I think I stole it from him. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I've known him for, how old am I? 27 years? (laughs) How old are you? Yeah, I've known him for 27 years. Is that a question? He's like one of the most patient. I've I've seen him get mad like once in 27 years. He's amazing. You've seen him get mad only once? Yeah. I'm not going to tell a story. But he's just, I'm just saying he's very patient. (laughs) Uh, very smart, very wise, sitting behind the ones and twos, running the DL. He's great. Yeah, he takes a lot of he takes a lot of heat from your old man. Oh my gosh, you guys! If you if you want to see an old married couple, go down <laughs> to the Alpha and Omega offices and sit in when they're having lunch because these two, they've been working in an office together for as long as I can remember, and you just it's hysterical. So it's funny because when people watch the DL, they're like, man, he's kind of harsh on him. And I'm like, y'all don't even know. <laughs> like, y'all don't even know. You've been hanging around Austin too long. You keep saying that word. I just got back from Georgia, remember? Just like just how many months ago? A minute ago. I don't a even know. Ago. I've had a baby since then. Real, so like Joy. it's been one very big <laughs> day. Street credit. <laughs> like when you don't sleep, it's just one Streetcredit.com. day. One, one season of life yeah. is one day. It's like one day I haven't slept. November. Is it November? Is that one? November. She was born. Oh. Which was like the like yesterday still because right. I haven't slept. So. <laughs> that was just yesterday. But she's so sweet. Oh, she's so. You cool. miss her now, don't you? I kind of do. I, maybe I was just texting my babysitter. I don't know. <laughs> like, why hasn't she sent me any pictures? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, to close out, this. We have our closing statement. Our closing thesis? Yes, my closing thesis <laughs> is... Your conclusion? Semper Reformata, right? Right. Reformed, always reforming. So we have an opportunity. I talk about this in my breakout session, which someday Marcus will put up. Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> actually, Carmen's working on that, isn't he? What's Carmen? Where is Carmen anyways? Uh, Carmen is currently working on three episodes doesn't count. at a time so we can have <laughs> I know. some... Carmen's, yeah. Carmen's a beast. Um, but I talked about just how we have an opportunity to reform social media. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're at that stage where as Christians, we should be reforming social media. And, uh, in order to do so, it starts with self reformation, right? We need to reform our hearts first. We need to practice, uh, self government and get control over our hearts and our, our tongues and our fingers. Um, before we can reform any sort of social media, before we can reform Facebook or YouTube or art. Twitter, art, Google Minus, any of that junk. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Google Minus. Judge not. <laughs> uh, it starts in the heart. So was your intent your okay heart. on that? What? How was your intent on that Google Minus? It was a microaggression. <laughs> <laughs> Microaggressions are real, people. Yeah. Google's feeling triggered right now. Yeah. Hashtag triggered. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> you all on your street credit. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all I gotta say. Anything else, Marcus? No, I'm good, man. 
So you guys can, uh, if you haven't signed up for All Access, please do. It's a $7.95 donation per month. You get all this extra cool stuff that we're doing. We got a lot of stuff coming coming down the pipe, right, Marcus? That's right, and pray for our drone when we go to Kauai. Please. Pray for our <laughs> no, 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 no. drone. Not for the drone, for the driver. Right. One, one like yeah. equals ten prayers. <laughs> um, yeah, don't we, we really don't want Marcus to crash it in the ocean. But you did a really good job last time. Almost. You almost crashed into the mountain. Into the trees, in the power lines. Yeah, yeah. But Have I'm saying you did a really good job over the ocean. Lines. Well, that was because I didn't know you couldn't fly a drone at that height. I know that now. Okay, so okay. there's this video of him. Up, we were, I don't know what, how high we were. We were. It was pretty high. And it was really windy. <laughs> and that drone came flying back at us at about 60 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah, it oh, wasn't dang. the wind. It was the thinness of the air. But there so was, it, it no was windy traction. that day, though. It was yeah, windy it was. that day. And it just gusts caught it. And it comes flying. And you see... Like everybody on the ground, like, no! and it comes flying. Like, I mean, it went like into the tree, and somehow Marcus managed to like reverse it right before it exploded into the tree. You said there's a video of this. There's yeah. a, Where I'll, can we see it? We'll show you. I'll show it to you as soon as it's not all and so, online. Like, you see it just come flying back. What'd you say? I was saying we should make like a compilation of like, oh no, drone moments. Oh, yeah. so, it's hilarious because you see it like stop suddenly and then it like comes back and then it starts to come down. And you see me in the background looking like I'm going to vomit everywhere. I'm like, no, like I was literally sick of myself. And then you see everybody. There's like, it wasn't just us. There was probably about 20 people that were there just visiting and everybody's clapping. Because Marcus yeah. brought it down safely. Yeah. It's incredible. This is this is why we need all access subscribers <laughs> so we can take risks with our equipment and not have to worry about stuff. We can yeah. just get better shots. That was fun. Yeah, so pray for pray for that. Seriously, pray for pray for Marcus and Carmen. When by the time this is up, they'll probably be on their way and then we leave the rest of the group leaves on the eleventh for a week. We got some pretty awesome stuff planned. Uh, so please be praying for us, please be praying for the church plant. Um, yeah, so sign up for All Access, and the new website's coming in the next time. <laughs> time and eternity, whoa, whoa, I don't know. We're working on it. Hopefully in the next months. Months? Months. Let's just say very significant progress is being yeah. made. It's The reason so. it's taking so long because it's going to be hashtag dope. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a WordPress site. It's going to be it's completely own. Only losers use WordPress. Yeah, sites. right. Hey, hey. Bang bang. Hey. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's, crazy. Like, seriously, it's going to be really it's awesome. It's completely so. custom coded from the ground up. Yeah, so wow. literally. It's be really fancy. So uh, yeah, that's coming soon. Watch for that, and then with that, we'll have all kinds of goodies coming your way. Yeah. So it's been another episode of Apology Radio. Thank you, King Ginger. All right. Summertime. Yeah, yep. Austin City Limits. <laughs> the girl. And no Jeff. Jerry was <laughs> no here. Jeff. He's probably cleaning his elbow up. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Bridger left a while ago. They might be wrestling again. I don't know. Actually, you know what's really funny is during the break, Jerry was like, um, I think I lost my debit card <laughs> and my driver's license. I think they fell out when I was wrestling. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, have fun with that. Oh, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> so we love you, Jerry, if you're still here. Um, so, well, we're not going to have an episode next week, right? Uh, well, from Kauai. Well, maybe not. Not next week, the week after that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, don't, so everybody calm down, because I know people get upset if we miss a week. 
Apology Radio. Just listen to this one twice. Exactly. Right. <laughs> there will not be one. Well, we, we will not be doing one next week, but the week after that, we will be doing a live one from Kauai, and it'll be super dope. So, with that, we'll see y'all next time. Play the Friday Night Lights music. Read the Bible poem! <laughs> <laughs> For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college to equip students with the tools to build and fight. This is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. Ladies and gentlemen, beauties and beasts, I have some good news for you. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles, not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing let not thy beard be thy downfall protect your manlyhood an epic combination of manliness and manhood if you are hearing this today there is hope for your beard go to yukonsbeard.com and enter the code apologia and you can save some money while you save your face